everyone. I'm Luke Brian Smith and welcome to Enlightened Empowered Evolved. I know everything is going well and everything is unfolding perfectly. I am super excited and I had to add super in front of that today and you'll know why in a, in a few few moments. But I have an amazing guest and before I even say that I talked about this amazing guest. I read off a, a few points from this amazing guest's bio to a coach of mine, a fitness coach, aka golf swing technician. Uh, just and he was just as excited as me. His name was Lacey Gennaro. So shout out to Lacey Gennaro. But my special guest is a keynote speaker, former federal prosecutor, uh, CEO of Your Fitness LLC, uh, a best-selling author, and just so much more. Without further ado, I introduce to you, Lisa Charles. Oh, my goodness. Thank yes, you. Thank yes. you. Thank you for that intro. And I am humble and just really happy to be here, to be joining you, to be creating some magic as we start this new year. Absolutely. And I must say that I am a firm believer that time is one of our most precious assets. And for you to take time out of your uh what I'm sure is an amazing, uh, busy life to be here with me on Enlightened Empowered Evolved. I just want to extend again my most sincerest gratitude. Well, thank you, and goodness gracious, to be a part of a show that is enlightening and helping people to evolve and helping and meeting people at their hearts where they are and helping them to, I guess, have an aspiration for the future and a pathway forward. Well. I'm I'm very lucky to be here, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely, Queen. That is very well articulated, and I receive that that amazing energy coming from you. I can feel it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let's just get right into it. I am so just as I mentioned prior to us going live that I am excited about everything that's in your bio about just you being here. But if you could please elaborate a bit on you being a former federal prosecutor. Now, I don't wanna to throw too much in there, but just a couple of ideas, maybe some challenges you may have faced as being a woman of color, African-American woman, black woman, uh, just a woman, period. Uh, triumphs that you experienced or just give us a little, just a little insight, a little peek in on how that was, because that's that. amazing. Oh, well, thank you. I'm going to receive that. So if right. I open a curtain, 
and or, or I like to say, take you to my stage because my stage was the courtroom. Right. Um, I loved everything about the law since I was a little girl. And I knew from age nine, I'd be a lawyer. So I was a big fan of Perry Mason. And I say that because for me, my life in as a prosecutor was all about the stage. I loved two things. One, meeting people at their sometimes darkest moments and giving them a pathway, a light, a power to know that they could stand up and that whatever happened in their life didn't define them. So with right. that, as really the backdrop of everything I did, um, I came into the law as a as a state prosecutor first, doing every kind of case you can imagine. But my specialty was child abuse and rape cases, and worked on that for a couple of years. But then advanced right into the federal system. So very different state in Brooklyn and the federal system. Um, I was really recruited recruited to the U.S. Attorney's Office for my interest in organized crime. I just had this interest in the history of it. I understood a lot about the different crime families. I had studied it, watched a lot of films on it. Um, and then to be bought into that unit, that was my first unit federally. Right. You right. asked a really interesting question. What was it like? Yes. Um, I think there was a couple of us, tell two cities. There were people that... Um, didn't really understand how I, as a black woman, was in the prosecution side. So I got a right. little flat, honestly, from my, right. some segments of my community, not understanding that for me, people experience crime and they look like you and I, and they right. need someone that gives them a voice and that also meets them and helps them to get parts of their life back. And so, um, some of that was me just really knowing exactly who I was in this role that I had taken. Um, when I came federally, uh, I was the only Black prosecutor in the office, male or female. Wow. wow. Um, and that existed for a couple of years into my tenure. Um, if you can imagine prosecuting organized crime, um, in the lives of a lot of those people, they don't have a lot of black people around and the least yes. of it would be someone that's trying to put them in jail. So my really biggest case, which is almost tried over nine months of one of the biggest crime family combination cases done in the history of my office, um, about halfway through the trial, I found that uh, I had very much annoyed a couple of crime families and they didn't want me to exist anymore. And so I had a spread oh, wow. of my life for almost five months. Um, so it was, it, it, that was the truth of the work. So it became so much more than just the papers you push or what you do in the courtroom. It had such a a really dramatic impact on my life at the time. I had a very young son who was two and a half. Um, wow. and I was under constant guard for several months until the threats were off. But just to give you a sense that it was a very, um, it, it'll sound strange, but people that are in the law, they'll say, okay, we get it. There was a very exciting time in some ways. I love the courtroom. I, I love the courtroom drama. If you've ever watched anything. Yes. Say, Coach, yes, Coach Lisa took whatever you watched and multiplied it by 100. So it was wow. how I walked, what I did, how I handled people on cross and direct. And um, and I did that to 
my fullest. I was uh, between the two offices, practiced law close to 14 years um, until I was ready for a change. But I had tried almost every kind of case you can think of. Um, I had an absolute winning record in the federal system and I lost the case. And I took only the very difficult cases. So, and I ended up going into from organized crime into police corruption. So I did, I ended with police corruption and helped um, devise a civil rights unit for my office. Wow. That wow. Was back in the 90s. <laughs> there, there's no words I can describe what you just, just what you just said. Wow. And just congratulations on just you being who you are. And one of the highlights that I, I, I would like to elaborate on, on what you said is it reminds me of a few places that I've uh, spoken at when I've spoken to uh, spoken to youths um, in urban communities is representation within law enforcement. And it doesn't really go over well because it's not, you know, we don't do that in the street code and all that. It's like I say, you have to you have a problem with the the, the structure right then then be part of it you know and you know i've articulated it several different ways and eventually some get it but some still just don't but i never underestimate the power of planting seeds so just to have be an advocate for you know encouraging our youth to to take that route to to yes you, you know you can be uh, a police officer or an attorney or you know, anything to do with law to, to help instead of just complaining, you know, about it. And I'm not criticizing anyone because I've been on that side too, complaining. But now I think along the lines of when something bothers me, how can I figure out a solution or be a, be a, be a part of a, the solution? So, you know, yeah. I think that's, that's just. Decision makers. Make yourself a decision maker. It's amazing. What you'll see, and probably we share that in common, um, my entire tenure at both the DA's office and the U.S. Attorney's office, I spent a lot of time in schools and traveling and speaking, um, right. not just on, hey, this is, a, this is a possibility for you if you want it, but also on educating about what the law is and what rights you have and yes. understanding how to stand up. In a, in a correct way for the things that you have and that are there for you and have been for you. But if you don't know what it is, you won't even know how to evaluate a situation. So absolutely educating. So for me, like what, you know, we'll talk about a few different careers, but I always had a through line. My through line was always, can I meet people? Can I elevate their life? Can I educate? Yes. And can I leave a legacy with whatever community that I'm in? so that I leave them better than they were before, um, either in the knowledge that they have or just in the belief internally that they can take on a situation or do something that they didn't think possible. Wow, wow. See, you're, you're just, you're, you're uh, inspiring me, just everything that you're, that you're saying right now, <laughs> just to put it quite uh, simply, but I want to be sure to try to touch on as much because you got so much. Can we talk about your best-selling author? Yes. Can you give us titles of your book and or and or books? And 
Yes. I am loving this. So yes, yes, yes. I write. I've been published as a with a lot of different articles, a lot of different publications. But my baby is a book that came out um, just now two years ago. It is called Yes, Commit, Do, Live. And it is a roadmap, a guidepost, if you will, on how do you find true wellness, I call it from the top down inside out. So it is not simply going to the gym or how did I eat or what did I, you know, even did I sleep? It is a combination of how you are able to tie the brain and body together. Right. And it was, um, it was birthed from me having a tenure at Rutgers University as their fitness and wellness research coordinator, working in the black community to kind of figure out why we are twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's and dementia. Oh, wow. So I took all that knowledge for three years, the groups I worked with, my years as a trainer and a wellness coach, and I combined both to really help educate uh, you know, all communities, um, but my heart to the black and brown communities in a way um, that people didn't realize or may not realize is important. So you, you'll see in my book, I talk about things like breathing. I talk about things like sleep. We tend not to breathe very well, very shallowly. Yes, then, yes. You know, let me interject really quick, if I, if I may, and pardon me. Yes, I have to, I've been made aware about that, about myself too. So I have to catch myself, especially in a moment like this, where I'm really listening and attentive. I'm breathing really shallow, shallow instead of, Nice. I call but that is, it's yes, yes, because I also interviewed, uh, had someone on my show a, a couple of years ago. I can't, I can't recall her name, but she, that was actually her, her area of expertise was breathing and helping people get over uh, certain breathing um, pitfalls and, and snoring and all that. So that's amazing that you're touching on on that as well and finding out did you find out why we're more likely to have alzheimer's if i may ask yeah so this was what the study was for oh, okay uh, they were really looking at um what is the impact on exercise oh, on the brain. Okay. so this was people had brain scans in the front end brain scans in the end so you could actually see what happened to their brains over the length of the study during the course of doing exercise. So um, I came in not only to help lead the exercise portion and hire staff and you know help make, make sure that ran smoothly, but I also was bringing the wellness side uh, to make sure that people, one, stayed with the study, felt the community um, of all the participants and also got healthy in other ways. And what we found in going to some of the neurology symposiums it was fascinating we sleep two to three hours less than any other group now problem um and i'm sure in your field you'll find people that'll say oh i don't need sleep or you know i sleep when i die or hear it all the time crazy things but you do need sleep and yes. you don't outwardly feel it but it's not that it's the dividends that you're setting up for the future and so our levels of alzheimer's and dementia are increasing it's increasing across the board i should say but i you know yeah. one of the things that they were thinking is our lack of sleep it's, yeah i was about to say and excuse me again it's a direct connection to that 
Yes. Just lack of sleep. And I just have to say this name right now because he is going to watch this. Ernesto Oliveris. That's a dear friend of mine, but she's talking to you, Ernesto. Need you. Now, <laughs> I'm going to put it out there because, you know, any shows that I go on, I always say is like my extended family and community. So anyone that ever wants to reach out to me or ask questions, um, I'm asleep. I really am a sleep maven. I help people find their sleep and their sleep rhythms to come back because when I went to some of the neurology symposiums, which were fascinating, I was just blown away when they said the most important thing out of all the things that we talk about, how you eat and movement was sleep. Like if sleep is not right, you are not healthy internally. That's how important it is. So one of the things I love is helping and I speak on um, is helping people develop this relationship with sleep. Like don't think of it as a to-do, but think of it as it's something that is integral to you. So we elevate that, we nurture our relationships and I can move people from a state of, it's not really that important to something that they say, you know what, it, it is important, it's a focus. And it's amazing what you can see. You'll be able to move better. You have more energy. Right. Your breathing can improve. A lot of things can improve if you just let your body do what it needs to do. Wow. That sounds absolutely relaxing just listening to you the way you articulated that. <laughs> but I, I do know the importance of sleep. And yes, and me and sleep are very good friends. <laughs> so I love sleeping. Yeah. But I do like... You know, I, I feel that when I have good rest, I can be more efficient and just think clear because I, I enjoy reading, too. And I oftentimes read until I fall asleep. So that that is amazing. And again, your book back to your book. OK, now I want to know, can you tell us the title again and where can we find that? Yes. So it is. Yes, because I am the yes coach helping you find your yeses. So that's why it's yes. Okay. Commit to live, and you can find it on really any of the Barnes and Noble site, but Amazon is probably the easiest way online to find it. Um, I would like to just give voice to these three words, which really envelop everything that I do from speaking to any activities that I'm involved with, coaching. Right. And commit is one of those things um, when I talk about true wellness. Commit is the process of really finding out your truths, your authentic self, because any journey that you're going to take, I could tell you how to eat. I'm a, you know, I'm plant-based. I could tell you how to move, love a muscle. I could tell you a lot of things, but if you don't have love of self, if you don't have self-worth, the chances of you keeping with anything is pretty low. And wow. so commit is really finding the truth of you. And I just give a little for that from, from the standpoint of who we are often is not just simply the gifts and talents we have. It's definitely right. not just the people that are around and surround us, the loves, but a lot of it right. has to do with your relationship with your values and your morals your yes. goodness, your kindness, your self-control, your patience, all of those things are at the heart of you. And when wow. they are not in order, I'm going to guarantee you there's a large portion of your health that is not in order. So wow. some of this is really helping you to find those pieces 
so that when we get into like what to do and smart goals and how do you move and breathe and eat, it becomes easier because you love yourself and you want to have that. You want right. to experience that. Right. right. And that is amazing that you are, are touching on that as well, because I um, am now aware, really aware of the relationship uh, between our health and our mental well-being. I mean, overall ailments that we we can develop from being, you know, from not being right, you know, from not thinking right or thinking too much, uh, allowing anger, you know, tapping into it and connecting with it too much and this and that. And just, you know, just to be quite, yeah, frankly, and you're, you're talking about that. And it, it's amazing because I've even told uh, uh, friends, I said, be careful, you know, harboring that anger, you develop cancer or do this. You know, I've read books where it talks about the relationship with these ailments that we develop that we think, oh, I was going to get this anyway, or it's just family. No, no, you're, you're developing that. That It's e even scientifically, they've looked under microscopes, can see, you know, things developing or, or uh, different reactions within your, your body, your makeup. Uh, due to emotional uh, well-beings or certain thoughts that you're having. And so I love that you have thoughts. It's huge. Right. Are our thoughts. Right. If we choose, it's the, you know, that ability to choose what we want to show up, how we want to show up, how we want to take a situation. You said another word that's so important, which I will flip it to the positive, people that walk in anger, are people that don't know how to forgive. So either forgiveness of self or forgiveness of others. And you are absolutely right. The science has come in quite clearly that you can attach it to disease. You can attach it to your blood pressure. You can attach it to your circulatory, poor circulatory health. Right. When you know how to let go, when you live in negative thinking, when you yes. are unforgiving, when you're not kind you know all of those things which right. we say this counts and it's a nice thing to do but now we can say that if you're not operating in that way that may be what is landing you in the doctor's office or right. in the doctor's office just not being yourself not feeling well and not right. showing up in the you that you were well that god put you here to be you were here to do your purpose here and if you are unable to do it for things that you can control, then this is a wake up call. Yes. So I had something I um, came up with called Others Day. I had a chance to um, have an interview on a network television about wow. of why don't we have a day each week called Others Day, hmm. where you will do five things for of kindness, kindness acts, really not just things that you fell into, but things that you intentionally do and right. you start to find it'll be a habit and it'll be something that not only enriches your health, that's beautiful. And not even just the person that you're doing an act towards, but every single person that happens to see what you do can have a physical improvement. They can actually feel it internally, just seeing something kind. That's the power. That wow. we all hold. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I resonate with that as well. 
But if you don't mind me asking, what network were you on and where can we see this? Is it on, oh. are you on YouTube? Uh, can we watch a recording um, of? I, you know what, uh, what I'll do for your audience, I'll send um, a little clip for it. And so it it's something that um, maybe you can post for it. But... Yes, yes, absolutely. If you send me the link or uh, yeah. an attachment, I will incorporate it into the description of the segment so that people can go as well as all the other uh, web addresses that you've given me and just incorporate that so you can just click right on there. I but would love it if people just spread that around. It was a really wonderful segment as you did before talking about the science behind everything too. Right. So it helps people to know that, yes, it's a it's just a wonderful thing. This is the way we should live. But there's some uh, real strong science and medicine behind the things and the choices we make. Right. And it also unleashes, I think, this kind of, well, wonderful endorphins through your whole body, but gives you the sense of freedom that you're not constrained anymore um, by whatever is happening at work or negativity that you're around. It frees you from that. Yes, it's yes. A glimpse of what the world which your life was meant to be. Right. And that is, again, is amazing because I've been really working on myself, what I like to call uh, non-attachment. That means attaching myself and giving energy to every single thing and, and plaguing my mind with thoughts of something over and over that has already happened, which I feel in my perspective, my during my journey, I've witnessed that from other people too. It's like we keep something in our head, something that has already happened, can't be changed, instead of being present and letting it swirl around in our in our heads over and over. And that right there is toxic and poison as well. Absolute poison. And, and contributes. Because we have a power, in part, I talk about this in the book, but my coaching is really helping people to, corporate coaching and individual, but helping people to turn what was once negative to something positive, seeding for the future. Right. I think it's amazing we have the power to do that. Right. And you and I, were no different. We all have a series of negative thoughts, all humans do, that right. flow through. It's just that you get to learn how to let it flow instead of pulling it down and holding on to it, putting emotion behind it, feelings, and then letting that couple with something else negative. And next thing you know, you're in what they call a little bit of a spiral or right. a bad mood, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> say that's exactly what a bad mood is. It's a spiral of negative thoughts. Right. So to know that, well, I can't control what goes through or crosses my mind, but I don't have to hold it. Just... it's really nice ways of just letting it cross, acknowledging it. Don't pretend because that's a, that's a fake thing because your brain is very smart and it knows right. if you're trying to do something, get something over on it, it'll just come the back door. So acknowledge. Observe. But, yeah, like you're of <laughs> a negative thought and you let it go. And then the other flip of it is you just flood it positive. So whatever that negative right. thing, I don't know, something you did in the past, something you didn't say or something you did say or do, didn't do. Usually people, that's what, you know, you're wrestling with, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Instead of that, it's just like, okay, knowledge that happened. 
I know I do better now. Boom. And I have done better now. And there's five things I can think of that show that I don't do it that way anymore. And I've done better. I have a better relationship with that person. You start to neutralize it. It doesn't have the power over you anymore. Yes, that's key right there. It doesn't have power over you. What has power over you is, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever you give power to. And that 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 goes for a lot of things. Words, what people say. You know, I've been in scenarios where, you know, someone has told me, oh, this person said that. And I say, and I, and, and I uh, say to them, well, how much do they mean to you? For first of all, nothing. I said, so why would anything that comes out of their mouth that isn't conducive to your peace mean anything to you? Why? And then I get the deer in the headlights look <laughs> every time. Like, just think like about it. that. Just think about that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So before we go, we're down to about nine minutes. So I wanted to make sure I touch up on a little bit uh, of your LLC. What is the the name of your LLC, your business again. And business yes. Embrace your fitness. Right. And I have a few different components to it, which I'm really super excited. I'm glad we have a couple of moments to talk about it. Um, I have something, a uh, program that I do called Ageless Aging because I love people throughout their life to find the ways to constantly challenge their brain, body, and beliefs. So that is a program mm. that is ongoing. In the midst, I've put together a membership for women. It's called, um, and soon there's going to be a man section of it, but it's reinventing the woman. Right. For the men, it's going to be reinvention. But it is an international membership of people dedicated to everything we're talking about, this kind of true, authentic wellness, top down, inside out, right. business wellness, how you speak, how you think, how you breathe, how you move, all of the things yes. that you can think of. Um, and that has allowed me to do international retreats. So if any of your listeners um, are interested, I actually am on my third retreat in less than a year, which is amazing. They've all been international. The next one is May 30th through June 3rd in the Dominican Republic at the most beautiful hotel called Villa Serena. I, I have the whole hotel to us. And this particular retreat is going to be really seeing finding purpose, living passion. And so we are coming, yes, at a beautiful spot to do all that that will do to your health. But we're coming also to leave walking fully in your purpose. That sounds absolutely amazing. And to be in the Dominican Republic as well. Yes, I went there, visited there last year. And I think anywhere you go over there, especially of the water, so resorts, blue, blue the people are amazing. Yes, yes. So yes, I also would like for you to send me a link if you have for that as well. So I can incorporate that as well. And I'll put a little write up um, you know, because I know it's time sensitive. So yes, that, that that's amazing. Well, I will say this because we have two rooms left. Okay. We sell out quick, but I would, if anyone comes through you, would love to extend a $200 discount. 
I would love those rooms to be someone to be filled out of this. That would that would just uh, lift my heart. Oh, wow. And so I will, you know, let you know and I'll send that. But that's just, you know, all they would have to do is say your name. Then I would know. Wow. Say my name. Say my that name. Exactly. There's songs yes. about yes. <laughs> songs. Yes. So this is a women's retreat, right? Correct? The women's retreat. We'll okay. Okay. No, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for queens inspiring and uplifting other queens and and vice versa as well i would one day visualize me having some retreats for men as well so that we can you know uh tap into our masculine energy in the right way and just learning how to think and you know yeah i, th I think on both sides there there's some healing and there's some some a lot some work that can be done it's always work to be done and always that's work. Yeah, we're here breathing. There's yes. work we all need to do, but isn't it great that we're here to do it? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I know that people they hear me say this often, but that is the main reason why I created this podcast is to to elevate people and to highlight those that are doing it, such as your extraordinary people, such as yourself, and it's not for recognition from for me or fame or whatever, but this right here, just having a conversation like this, which I consider myself a student and a teacher, but just engaging in empowering dialogues like this is just food for my soul and food for my mind. So, you know, it's not just something I do. It's part of me. This This is an extension of who I am, just talking to people. I've always been told by even those that's closest to me, you love talking, uh, you talk. Well, that's why I need a talk show. That's why I need a, a <laughs> this, is, this is a perfect fit for me. But I also love listening. You know, I have two ears, so I like, I love listening twice as much. So amazing. Because well, when, you I, listen, I have to you you, when I listen to you and one of the things, and I thank God for this, it's kind of a gift he's given right. me in that I hear something and then I get an idea. He just puts an idea in my head too. Uh, so I extend to you because I think you should be doing the retreats. And if you ever need anyone to partner off of that or help to get that off the ground, I think the retreat for men would be fabulous. I know for us, our next ones are going to be couples retreats, but I just think everyone needs something <laughs> and yes. to be able to have an opportunity to commune and create community like that so that we together we reinforce this this notion that we're not traveling alone that yes. we have others that are invested in what's happening in our lives and wants to see us succeed we I can feel that's a mutual passion we share helping people just to know they are not alone absolutely and what even puts the icing on the cake so uh, if you will is I love traveling, especially to tropical locations. I love it. Just got back uh, earlier, well, last month from Mauritius. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mauritius is an island off of, uh, a country, um, island off the coast of Africa, not too far from Madagascar, but the mm -hmm. island is absolutely amazing. If you get a chance, do a little research on that. Mauritius, I think you spell it M-A-U-R-I, something like that. Just start spelling like that in Google and it'll come up. Mauritius. I completely, I, I 
so you know we both share um keynoting so i was in south africa in august yes i'm going back in the oh wow area see we we can share stories about traveling because i love travel i think traveling it it helps uh and not to get off the subject of you but it it, it helps to open you up and 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 you 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 learn about different cultures and it just it refines you and it it just it broadens your horizons trying different foods seeing how different people live and being able to interact and i can definitely most of the time tell a person that has uh traveled traveled versus someone that has not especially out of the country it's a little bit different vibe you know yeah, so with you <laughs> I think it just brings us um, renewed purpose to our work that we do. And I always say, you know, the here we are, we we have this opportunity second by second, moment by moment to make choices, either to live fully, to do everything that has been put in our heart or to let the moment pass. And either through travel or, or through groups or through podcasts or through guesting or any of those things, it gets us a little closer to what I say we were intended to do, which is to spread a message, powerful message. And this is the year, this is the moment. We don't have, you know, don't count like you have endless time to do. So I appreciate that you show up in the moments that you do and, you know, share in a way, never knowing who you're touching, never know how far it's going but showing up every, every time with your full heart. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much, Lisa Charles. Thank you everyone for watching Enlightened Empowered Evolve. Be sure to hit that like button, that share button, leave comments, questions, concerns, look in the links at the description, in the description of this segment and, uh, look at all the wonderful, uh, opportunities and, things that Lisa Charles has. Also check out my website, 333empower.com. And if you think you'll be a good fit for this podcast, email me, 333empower at gmail.com. Enlightened Empowered Evolved. Thank you. Love and appreciation to everyone.